Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Hey everybody, this is JB and Madison. Welcome to the Texas Tailgate Talk Podcast, the show that deep dives into Texas sports scene for people who love football, basketball, and all the likes. So, let's get started. Hey guys, thank you for listening to episode 7 of the Texas Tailgate Talks. Listen guys, we do apologize. Some things popped up where we weren't able to record last week's episode, so we'll kind of touch a little bit on that, but mainly talk about this week that's upcoming as well. A couple big games from the last couple weeks were one of which being Alabama versus Texas, which that game was a very, very fun game to watch. Texas was in control early, but the injury to Quinn Ewers really was their downfall as Bama pulled away and scored at the last minute to win the game. And then, of course, as an AM fan, this hurts to say, but we really just did not show up against Appalachian State. We took them for granted, and they ended taking the win in Kyle Field. Fast forward a week to this weekend that just happened. Well, almost a full week now since it is going to be Thursday. SMU versus Maryland was a very, very fun game to watch if you were watching that game. SMU jumped out to a 13-3 lead, but then Tolua Tagliola, yes, that's Tua's younger brother, and I don't even want to try to pronounce his name again. He really showed that he was a premier quarterback, threw for 200 yards, two touchdowns, and the running back for Maryland, Hemby, ran for 151 yards as they... Barely sliced out the win against SMU at Maryland by a touchdown. And another game that happened that same afternoon was Kansas versus Houston. Y'all, I don't like to say this, but you Texas fans better watch out because Kansas is the real deal this year. They beat Houston 48-30 at Houston. That was just a really, really fun game to watch as well. Now, for Houston fans, you might be a little upset. You had two receivers actually get into a full-on fist fight on the sidelines, which does not bode well for them this year. Clayton Toon, you might need to get some of your players in line. You're the starting quarterback. You've been there for a while. You might want to get this ship rightened. Now, moving over to the Big 12, Baylor handled business against Texas State, winning 42-7. That game was pretty much over as soon as that opening whistle blew. Then, another game as well that started off looking a little dicey was Texas versus UTSA. That game was going back and forth, and UTSA actually had a pretty decent lead, leading, I believe, 17-7 at one point. But Texas clawed back in right before halftime, tied the game up, and then they kind of ran away with it, as they should have. So no big issues on the Texas side right now, besides waiting to get Quinn Ewers back. Now we had Texas Tech visiting North Carolina State, which NC State's actually the real deal this year. They're pretty stinking good. Texas Tech quarterback Donovan Smith threw for 214 yards, one touchdown, but did throw two interceptions. That defense for NC State was the real deal. And major prayers up to the Texas Tech linebacker who left that game with a grueling injury. We're not even going to talk too much about it, but it was pretty scary to watch. Thank goodness he's doing okay now. But NC State did beat Texas Tech 27-14. And then in the SEC, my Texas A&M Aggies handled business against the University of Miami. Now, there were four true freshmen that were suspended during the game due to missing curfew the night before. And you had Brian George as well as Damani Richardson get ejected for targeting on two kind of bang-bang plays. They looked like football plays, but of course they're trying to crack down on targeting this year, so they both got ejected. There were some injuries with Antonio Johnson, and overall they did end up winning 17-9, to 
But a lot of questions are going to be for this week when they play Arkansas. In Jerry World, Arkansas is the real deal this year, guys. They are looking really, really solid. But, like I said, a handled business, and they ended up beating Miami, which was a great step for Match Johnson being his first game that he starts for the Aggies. Turned out to be okay. And, of course, the reason why Match Johnson took over was Haynes King just seems like he's a step behind. He might be in his head a little bit, kind of like Calzada was last year. Kind of just overthinking, holding the ball a little too long. And Jimbo said himself, he lost the starting job because he was too careless with the ball and too many turnovers. Now we're going to get into some of the predictions. This week has one of my favorite games, which I'm going to have on as soon as it comes on. And it's going to be TCU at SMU. The Battle of the Iron Skillet. It's going to be a little bit of a revenge game. I think SMU has legit shot to win this. And they're going to be really, really mad at the way that their former head coach, now the head coach at TCU, how he's going to return back to Ford Stadium in Dallas. I think SMU's going to take this game by a field goal. Another game that's going to be on, you have Rice visiting Houston. Now, Rice used to be an okay school, but I think Houston's going to end up winning this by about two touchdowns. They're currently 17.5-point favorites, but haven't looked the greatest the last couple games, but I think they handle business as they should. Now, the 2-1 and one Baylor squad, number 17 overall, losing to BYU is their only loss, going to Iowa State, which Iowa State has a really good coach right now. They're currently sitting at about two and a half point favorites, which is about a pick em if you ask me, because they're home. That gives them about three points. I think Baylor goes to Iowa State and they handle business. Now, one sub note is keep an eye on Iowa State's coach. There's been some rumors linking him to the Nebraska job now that Scott Frost is gone. Let's see if that actually picks up some steam and that actually happens. Now, one of my top two favorite games for this week that I'm going to be excited to watch is you have Texas visiting Texas Tech. Now, matchup predictor on ESPN says Texas is going to win 81% of the time with the power index. They're currently sitting at about a touchdown favor at Texas Tech. And honestly, I think they're probably going to win this game relatively easily and probably end up covering even with Hudson Card, I think Bijan Robinson is just a stud. I think he's going to carry this team. Texas Tech just won't have the firepower to be able to keep up with them, even though they have a really good backup. It's a backup bowl right now. You've got Hudson Card versus Donovan Smith. I think Hudson Card's probably a little bit better, so I think they're going to end up winning this game. Now, favorite game of the week in college ball this week is going to be A&M versus Arkansas in Jerry World per usual. You've got KJ Jefferson versus Match Johnson. You've got Devon Chain versus Raheem Sanders. Now, I don't know if you guys have watched an Arkansas game this year, but Raheem Sanders being number five gives me some flashbacks of Darren McFadden. This kid is the real deal. Arkansas returning four offensive line starters. Versus an A&M front on defense that's completely revitalized, completely new. Now, I'm an A&M fan, don't get me wrong. They're point and a half favorites. I actually think I might have Arkansas in this game. As much as I want to say A&M's going to win this game, I don't, I don't know, man. Arkansas feels like they're the real deal. Sam Pittman's getting himself a program there in Arkansas that I hate to say it, but I really think that they're going to come out with this win this week against A&M. I think it's going to be close, and that'll kind of end the season for A&M officially as far as big bowl games. 
But I think that they're going to lose, fall to two and two, and go through the gauntlet. One thing you might want to keep an eye on if you're an AM fan, though, is let's say AM loses the next few games and they kind of go free spiraling. Their last four games, I think they really might just throw out Connor Wegman, even though it'll be kind of the season over. The last four games, he can play in those four and not lose his red shirt ability. And then let's just see hey, this kid might have it. He's a true freshman, yes, but. Let's see what this program can build on. Yes, I know we want to see some of the seniors in their season on a high note, but at what point do you go, all right, we got to build for the future now? We are officially two weeks into the NFL season. Super exciting. A lot of craziness going on. A lot of like head-scratching moments that you're just like, this team did what? This quarterback did what? So let's jump into the Texas teams and see how they're doing. Starting off with Houston, the Texans are currently sitting at 0-1-1, getting a very surprising tie with the Colts. The Colts are supposed to be a very good playoff team. They've got the best running back in the entire league, and they've got a new quarterback being Matt Ryan. You would think everything leads to them being a really solid lineup this year, and it just hasn't panned out for them. For Houston, Davis Mills in year two. You've got the rookie Damian Pierce as well, but there's not a lot of weapons, and overall the offense is going to probably struggle most of the week, most games. So week two, they play at home against Denver. You've got Russell Wilson, who's supposed to be the quote-unquote savior for Denver, signed a huge deal, doing more time on commercials saying, Denver Nation, let's ride, than he is actually playing. You get outdueled almost by a second-year quarterback who is a fourth-round pick from Stanford and throws almost as many yards as you, doesn't throw a pick. I mean, Russell Wilson's looking kind of bad this year. Honestly, he doesn't look like an elite quarterback like he has had. And there's a lot of things that are popping up in the media as far as that when he was in Seattle, things weren't as smooth as what he really made it seem like. Although Denver did end up winning this game, it was 16-9. It was a field goal fest left and right, and it just wasn't pretty. And then let's hop over to my Dallas Cowboys. Week one was miserable. Let's just say as a Cowboys fan, if you didn't watch that game, you don't really need to watch much. It was Sunday night football, and we just had just got embarrassed. Tom Brady was all over us. The defense was all over us. Dak Prescott broke his thumb and is out four to six weeks. The receivers couldn't get open. CeeDee Lamb looked like he was a scrub almost. And just overall, like what in the world? You lose Amari Cooper by cutting him. You get rid of Lyle Collins. And then the Cowboys go in and go, you know what? Let's not upgrade our offensive line. Let's not upgrade our receivers. We had some dude named Dennis Houston, who's an undrafted free agent, come in and be your number two or three receiver while Gallup is out. It was just a nightmare. And then to tack it on, you got the Dak injury. But at least Zeke is looking all right. You know, he's looked pretty bad the last couple years, but he looked okay. Week two, you go in with Cooper Rush. You're thinking the Cowboys don't have a chance. They're playing a defending Super Bowl appearance. Bengals, who have a rejuvenated offensive line, and Joe Burrow. And their defense just dominated the Bengals. Like, Joe Burrow is going to get himself killed. Lyle Collins is looked like a scrub compared to Micah Parsons, and the defense just basically won the game for Dallas. Cooper Rush actually looked pretty decent. He would end up 19 for 31 and 235. He had more passing yards than Burrow. Zeke had as many running yards as Joe Mixon, and who knew the Cowboys' number one receiver this year is going to be Noah freaking Brown. Like, who 
basically a tight end playing receiver, and yet he had 91 yards and five receptions and a touchdown. And then Brett Maher. Oh, my goodness. He is the most frustrating Cowboys kicker I think I've ever seen. He was so bad a couple years ago, we had to release him because he was just couldn't make 30-yarders, but you line him up from 50 or more, and he just wins and makes every one of them. Well, he as time expired, kicked the 50-yarder as usual, and the Cowboys stole the game against the Bengals. Now, this week they do have a, I wouldn't say a tough game. They go and they play the Giants. Now, that's a rivalry game, so it really is... Who knows? But they're on Monday Night Football. It's at New York. You don't know how the weather's going to be. I think it's going to be a fun game. I think Saquon is still the real deal. I love the coach for the Giants. Dable is going to be a stud. I hate the Giants. They're the second most hated team I have as far as a Cowboys fan behind the Eagles, which I don't even want to talk about them. They look really good right now. And then you have Houston visiting Chicago. I think Chicago's going to win that game just because Houston is probably going to get the number one overall pick this year. I want them to take either Will Anderson or Bryce Young. They need to get somebody that's going to be a game changer for them. All right, guys. So that's going to be pretty much it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for your support. Like, you guys are really awesome. I really, really appreciate everything that you guys do for us. But as usual, don't forget to follow us on all our social media. And peace. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all of the latest from Texas Tailgate Talks, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TX Tailgate Talks. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.